Welcome back to the Music Movies Podcast. We took a little break, but uh, here I am, your host, Ben Young, with my special guest, as always, it's Drew Keen. How are you doing tonight? I'm going to change my name from Drew Keen to every shitty 90s grunge song that's in this movie. All right. <laughs> Is number plowed? 90, 90s shit grunge for sure. Oh, uh, shit grunge. Yeah. I I like that uh that term shit grunge. shit grunge it's like the the bands that came after the good bands yeah the <laughs> shitty ones it's definitely like this movie that we're about to talk about definitely highlights that genre of post grunge which there are some solid bands that I would consider post grunge We'll get into it, but with that said, we are talking about the movie Empire Records. It was a recommendation from my sister-in-law, Jamie. Thank you. What up, Jamie? What up? And I'm sorry for what we're about to do to this movie because I told you... Jamie, Jamie, I'm not sorry. (laughs) I told you the first time I watched it years ago, didn't really like it, and uh, I watched it again recently, and I and still what? don't still really don't. like. <laughs> still don't really like it. I'm sorry. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. There are uh, some up. There are some upsides to this movie. You there's can some up. Tyler in her uh, prime in her private wear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Her private wear. That I guess you could. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that is true. Um, her bedroom clothes. Renee Zellweger as as well. She's in there. Um, I mean, I like she's her not face. in. Rude. Rude. I I like her in uh, Jerry Maguire. Um, and she won an Oscar recently. Although the movie did not get such great reviews, I heard. My mom being one of them didn't 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 like it. Judy. Yep. It's about Judy Garland. Shout out to our moms out there. Yeah. There we go. Um with that said, let's just let's just get into it. You're you ready? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I'm ready. All right, here we go. Uh let's get to the did you know? Uh the movie Did you know was made on a budget of 10 over 10 million dollars is what i read I, I guess it's just like on the cusp maybe i don't know um do you want to take a guess at how much money this movie made at the box office oh uh, nine grand <laughs> is that a joke within the movie because the guy uses nine grand in the beginning of the movie to gamble or <laughs> it doesn't, but I'm glad that you made that. Connection. Yeah. Uh, not nine grand, um, but 303 grand. Wow. Whoa. Whoa. I thought you were going to say 303 million. No. 303,000. So this was a stinker. A Yikes. big old flop. You can't even buy a house here for that. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, especially when the movie it costing a little over ten million, and you're making three hundred. 
Bad investment. Dude, feels what so- a fucking L. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit, I was not expecting that. Now, I do think this is one of those movies we like to sometimes call a cult classic. I do feel like a lot of people talk about this movie, although it's not very good. So maybe it made some money on the back end, but in the box office, it did not. Didn't even break half a mil. <laughs> fucking fucking yikes. yikes. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes score, 29% critic score. 29. It's pretty low. It's not good. That's real low. This, is, this, is this the lowest movie we've done? Um, I don't... It might be. I'd have to go back and look. It's pretty fucking low, critic-wise. 84% audience score, though. 84%. That's pretty damn high for this movie, I feel. It's definitely Too high. higher than a fucking 29 yeah, but that's like eight out of ten people enjoying this movie. We must be the other two that don't, because this, this movie's not, not good, right? It's not. It's not. Um, all right. So I got a couple. Did you know? There weren't like a lot of great ones, but uh, you mean there weren't a lot of facts about a movie that made under yeah. half a million dollars and got twenty nine percent on lot. Yeah. So this must have gone into the budget, uh, because. The production company, New Regency, they got into a bidding war with Warner Brothers over the script. Um, the writer, really? Carol he- Heckinian, Hecky, I I can't say her fucking I, last name. I saw the last name and I was like, her last name's Heineken. Heineken. That I'm going with that. Her name's Carol Heineken. Uh, she was offered three hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars up front. And two hundred thousand dollars if the film was made. So that puts so her she, at. She made. She made she more made money. Fucking... Right, writing it than the movie <laughs> yeah, did. Be yeah. Out. Holy. Five hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars she made there, and then she also was to receive one percent of any soundtrack royalties and five percent off merchandise sales. Do she... her and Bobby Bonilla have the same manager? <laughs> For real, dude, I bet you this soundtrack made more money than the fucking movie did. Because this soundtrack does have some decent songs. It's got some decent songs in it. Yeah. Like, during the 90s, before Napster and stuff, like, if a movie had a good soundtrack, if it had, like, one or two good songs on it, I feel like people are going out to buy it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Especially in this case, I feel like. Because it did have, like, two or three good songs. So it might have made more than that movie actually did in the box office, is my point. And this person that wrote the movie made fucking bank. Although I feel like I could have written a better script, but I I yeah, didn't, and she did. So, good for her. <laughs> yeah, pretty just crazy. Jealous, not, we're not yeah, bad. yeah, no, I'm not, yeah, I'm just jelly, man. I'm just jelly. Yeah. Uh, anyway, do you got one, Keen? I do have a, did you know? All right. Um, I thought this was bananas. The movie was originally filmed as two days, but was cut and fit into one day. I read so that. this whole movie takes place in one day. Yeah. Uh, watching this, uh, I think I wrote this in the notes that I sent you, too. Maybe I didn't. I didn't. Because, uh, <laughs> This whole thing taking place in one day reminds me of that scene in Wet Hot American Summer 
I where they go. The exact same thing. <laughs> where they go into town and it's like a thousand things happen. And they come back and they're yeah. like, "Man, it's crazy how many things you can get done in uh, fifteen minutes." <laughs> half an hour. Yeah, <laughs> that's what this movie felt like. There's so many things happening, and it's like, wait a minute, all this shit happened in a day. It doesn't make any fucking yeah. sense. It doesn't. Went to Atlantic City at night and then came back the same the same day. Uh, yeah, it doesn't make. And then there's just so many things that happen, and it doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. It doesn't feel right within the movie. Um. Oh, here's a good one for you. Two days after Regency Enterprises executive Michael Nathanson gave approval to proceed with making Empire Records, he was approached with the script for the movie Clueless. You know the movie Clueless, right? Yeah, it's way better than this fucking movie. Yeah, huge movie. All right. So what do you think he did with this script for Clueless? Uh, Did he turn it down? As he already had a teen movie in hand, he turned down the eventual... $57 $57 million box office hit oh my and God. proceeded with the box office bomb of Empire Records instead. What a oh. fucking idiot. <laughs> you think he's still like kicking himself for that? Yeah, like, yo, I done mate. fucked up. That was a bad bet. <laughs> I done fucked up. I done fucked up. That's for sure, man. When I read that, I was like, yikes. You turn down Clueless, like for quintess- Empire Records. Yeah, like quintessential teen '90s movie for Empire Records, which also sucked. had better bands in it. Clueless did. Yeah, Mighty Mighty Ballstones were in that movie. Oh shit! I I forgot that. That's cool. Hell yeah! <laughs> I love the Ballstones. Who doesn't? Yeah, great band. Idiots. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Uh, you got another one. I do have one. This one I thought was strange as shit for numerous reasons. Okay. Uh, Coyote Shivers was married to B.B. Well at the time, making her Liv Tyler's in real life stepdad during the filming of this movie. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) Okay. Coyote, say the guy's name again. Coyote Shivers. Shivers. Okay. He is the one of the band dudes in this, right? Or yeah. Yeah. So that was her stepdad in real life <laughs> stepdad. Oh wow. That is a uh, super that's super fucking weird. Wow. That oh, is so really his name is weird. Francis, but he goes by Coyote. What are you an asshole? dude and and like he's supposed to be like a uh younger friend within the movie yeah with yeah that's that's weird technically technically her dad (laughs) yikes i I mean yeah that's weird weird. man that is super weird that's a great did you know though i didn't know that that one yeah that was good that was good I uh, he was married didn't to Liv Tyler's mom, making him his first <laughs> stepdad dad during the filming, filming of, this of the movie. movie. Wow, mind blown. Where she gets into her undergarments. Yeah, great, weird. 
Fucking weird. Wasn't she in a music video for Aerosmith, though, too, where she was, like, super, like, slutty looking or something? Or am I on? Tyler has lived a very strange life. <laughs> okay, that's fair to say. Maybe I'm she thinking was of somebody else. By Todd Lundgren, was in a movie with her dad, her stepdad. Eventually, finds out that Steven Tyler is, is her is her, is her it, real dad. Very odd, very wild. She was Bananas. in that thing you do though, and, and I love Liv. T- I I love Liv Tyler. You know. Great. Wasn't well, she also in Armageddon? She was. Do you like Armageddon? That feels like a Keen movie. <laughs> I think I've only seen it one time, and uh, no, I don't think I liked it. Okay. that's fi- But I, I haven't f- watched it since, like, I was nine or something. Gotcha. When did that movie come out? Like, 96 or something. Yeah, like, the year after this, that. maybe? Yeah. No. Yeah. I do remember uh, Don't Want to Miss a Thing. That was the big song from that one. I hate that song. Hate the song, huh? Yeah. Aerosmith has better songs for sure, but Aerosmith uh, has way better, way songs. better songs. Do you want to go over your top five Aerosmith songs right now? No, <laughs> no, no. Okay, save it for another episode for the Aerosmith yeah. music movie if they ever make one. <laughs> Wayne's World pretty much was about. Oh yeah, Aerosmith that's true. There you go. There you go. We'll talk about that one at one point. All right. With that said, let's do it. Let's get to the. Uh, the scene breakdown. Scene breakdown. So I should have sang like a grungy fuck face. <laughs> scene break. I, I can't even do it. Scene breakdown. This whole movie revolves around a, people working in a record store. I feel like uh, the record store hype, um, popularity, hanging out in the record store, that was kind of before our time of being able to do that because by the time we were old enough to like drive and hang out with friends like outside of our houses and stuff um we were all just downloading music illegally from Napster right. and stuff yeah. you know what i mean just like ruining our mom and dad's computer with yeah, limewire yeah exactly that's what i'm trying to say um that said i feel like there is a nostalgia for the record store, and I do feel like uh, I do remember there were some cool times going. And this isn't really a record store, but do you remember Borders Books and Music? They had yeah. some. Yeah, I would go there and listen to CDs and stuff with the headphones. Did you do that a lot? I don't really remember. I know there were definitely times I was like a Best Buy or something. Uh, I do. You know, you you gotta love an independently owned record store. Yeah. Uh, they are few and far between nowadays. For sure. Record store um, day. That's still cool. That's that's the best day to go to record store. Yeah. Yeah. That's still cool. Um, but yeah, I guess my point in bringing that up is that this whole movie revolves around the record store and hanging out in the record store. And it does seem pretty fucking cool. But for me, I feel like we kind of missed the boat on that. I don't know. For sure. Um, we hung out at a music store that I actually ended up also working at. So it kind of music store, yeah, kind of what, what happened yeah. in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Um, the first scene, though, the guy's name is Lucas. He's tasked with closing up the store, and he finds out that uh, the big bad music town plans to take over. 
And uh, this is what he says in the mortal words of the doors. The time to hesitate is through. And this is where I'm just like, oh, Jesus Christ, this is the movie that I'm about to watch. I, I, it was, I, was like, I was like, I hate this fucking guy. <laughs> yeah, it was super also, corny. Black turtleneck. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. This guy, dude, a lot of the actors in this movie, other than uh, the guy that played Mark, the bass player from That Thing You Do. That Thing You Do, Liv yep. Tyler and Renee Zellweger. Uh, the other people, I feel like they were like watered-down versions of other actors. We're going to get to that in a minute. Oh, dude, how bad did fucking Coyote Shivers want to be that dude from The Breakfast Club? Yes, he did. I fucking wanted fucking, to be so bad. Yo, uh, fuck. What's his name? Bender. Uh -oh. John yeah. Bender. That's who he wanted to be. You're right. Now he, yeah. Judd Nelson. He Judd would have Nelson, been a that's... better role. Let's get into it now, because uh, I was recasting everybody in this movie. Okay, store manager. This is who I got for the store manager. All right, hear me out. Colin Quinn eh, for the yeah. store manager. I mean, he ain't doing. Yeah, I mean, I love Colin Quinn. My least favorite actor in this movie was the guy that played AJ. That guy that like loved Liv Tyler, I didn't yeah. buy him for a second. Dude, that guy looks like he wanted to be Scott Stapp. <laughs> I think either Ethan Hawke or uh, yeah, Ethan Hawke or Ethan Hawke. yeah, I like uh, Ethan Hawke. Or fucking anyone else or Christian Slater. During that time, Ooh. he would have been a good pick, Ooh. too, I think. Would have been a, a good get. Yeah, man. I find them more believable than that fucking loser. Yeah. Playing, like, suck. who is that guy? And the guy playing Lucas, uh, Vinny Chase, I think, would have Ooh. been good in that role. Agent Grenier. Yeah, yes. Much better. Yeah. I like that. Instead, we got these watered-down dudes, and I'm like, ugh, I don't buy any of you guys. You guys suck yeah. at acting. Um, but speaking of that, Lucas, the guy that <laughs> Adrian Grenier should be playing, this idiot, this, he finds nine grand. He's like, I'm going to go save this store. I got a great idea. Let me go to Atlantic City and gamble it all by playing craps. So he yeah, goes, goes to, the to table. Atlantic City, one of the shittiest places on earth. <laughs> yeah, it's a very dirty. Uh, that town sucks. <laughs> it's not. Uh, I've been there a couple times, and yeah, it's uh, it's definitely not like East Coast Las Vegas. I've never been to Vegas, I... but it looked uh, seeing pictures of Vegas. It looks way better than what Atlantic City is. Dude, fucking cover bands get booked there like all the time. It was just a nightmare. In Atlantic City, it did. Yeah, yeah, and it was just like, like it suck. It sucks driving there, uh, and like when you play at a casino, you have to find, like fill out all these weird forms. Oh, and so many goddamn Christ. loopholes. Oh like, fuck! You're technically like an independent contractor, so like, there's rules you have to follow. It's like, and then everyone there's a trash bag person. Ugh. It's a fucking it's nightmare. Just a nightmare. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah. I hear you. This guy just... Piece of shit town. Piece of shit town. 
to all of our fans out in Atlantic City. Sorry. Move. <laughs> Move. <laughs> uh, this idiot decides to gamble all nine grand away, and he wins $10,000, though, on the first roll. Yeah. So he's so up. Technically he had, he's at $19,000. $19, Yo, cuzzy, walk away. Walk away. away. But that's walk the problem away. with gambling. You don't know when to walk away. <laughs> only bet when you can afford to lose. Yeah. Also, he also should have made that bet because he, he couldn't, if they lost nine grand the first time, he's still fucked. Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah, and it's not your money. You fucking stole the, the God. Anyway, he decides to roll it all again. All of it. It's like, fuck it. And he loses. What a fucking idiot. That's yeah, he's a fucking loser. That's that's how this movie is set up. Uh, we start with this idiot losing all the money from the record store. Um, the bass player from that thing you do then makes an appearance the next morning with AJ. Um, it was weird seeing him in like a role that was not the bass player from that thing you do. Yeah, although he's. Also in another solid teen movie from the 90s. Do you want to name it? I don't know. it. Can't hardly wait. He is the main guy that has a crush on Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh, Ever hear of her? <laughs> yeah, I heard I have the same birthday. Oh, big fan over here. You know the same birthday. Same birthday. Yeah, good for you. Um, but yeah, so he makes an appearance. I like him. So J-Love, hit me up. Same Say J-Love. <laughs> We're bringing her on the pod next week when we talk about Can't Hardly Wait. Even though it's not a music movie, whatever. You know, I'll shoot her DM. <laughs> uh, we already talked about how most other actors suck. Uh, oh, so then we get to a scene where Liv Tyler is in the car with Renee Zellweger, and they're driving off to the record store, and the song Till I Hear It From You by the Gin Blossoms is playing. I like this song a lot. Uh, it's probably my favorite Gin Blossom song. Really? And, and Robin Wilson is now singing with the Smithereens as well. What? Really? Yeah, Doug. What's up with Pat? Yeah, why two years ago? He did? Yeah. Oh shit. I didn't know that. That sucks. Probably three years ago. Rest in peace. One of the best vocalists of our time. Damn. I didn't know that. That sucks. That's a bummer. Um so he's singing with them. But to pick it back. Yeah. Yeah. He's singing with them though. That's cool. I didn't I didn't realize that. Um and, yeah, bringing it back to the Gin Blossoms, like, I don't know that they're... Actually, what's their other song that's really good? Uh, uh, they got... So, this is what I was going to say. Like, they're not... Maybe they're not my in my top 10 90s bands, but they're very... They're right there on the cusp because they do have, like, five great songs. Follow You Down, right? Follow You Down. That song's a good song. Uh... Till I hear it from you. Till I hear it from you, I play on the guitar a lot too, by the way. It's like a, a great song. it's a great fucking song. Great fucking ballad. Um Hey Jealousy is their biggest. Allison Damn. Road. Don't know that one. Oh, dude. And uh the other one you would know. It's uh 
found out about you. Oh, yeah, that's a good song. Dude, that hook in that song where yeah, whispers at the crosswalk, found it. That song's a fucking jam. Dude, we got to go over like top 90 songs in the podcast. Yo, Jim Blossom's, they got some jams is what I'm saying. I'm not going past those five songs, but those five fucking bangers oh man those are some fucking bangers <laughs> found out about you is like a fucking phantom yeah that hook man they should have jammed that song into this they movie too that song. <laughs> but they did jam till i hear from you twice in this <laughs> song in the movie so they jammed it in three times oh, they shit, put it really? in at the end at the fucking <laughs> credits too I wonder how much just, gin blossoms made off this fucking movie hammering home the gin blossoms <laughs> Till I hear from you, man. Great song. That's all Good I want to say. I love the chord progression. I love the chorus. Oh, Good band. Good bit. I've actually seen the Jim Blossoms like three or four times. That's <laughs> too many times. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, okay, now I'm going off on a tangent. So I did go out of my way to see them once, okay? Then I went to Disney World one year, and they were playing at Epcot Center for free. So I saw them twice. Then I ran the Philadelphia Half Marathon, Rock and Roll Half Marathon, and they just happened to be playing there. It's like the Jim Blossoms Dude, are fucking following me. You did not run the Half Marathon. Yeah, I did. You ran, you ran 13 miles. Yeah. I can the show you pictures. You, did, you didn't walk. Oh, I, I mean, I walked some of it, but I ran it. Uh, yeah. That, that's all I'm trying to prove that I want, the, I want the fans to know that you're not a liar. After the car ride... We get to a scene where they are all hanging out, cleaning the record store. And, and this... why are they cleaning it, Ben? I don't know. You tell me. Because it's Rex Manning Day. Oh, yeah. It's Rex Manning Day. That's right. Fucking 80s pop icon loser, I would say. Loser now, but I guess some people like really fucking love him or something. I mean, he clearly fucked. We're getting to that. But during this scene, this song called Can't Stop Losing Myself, they're all singing along to it as they're cleaning. It's a very 90s post-grunge type song. And as we were joking about before we were recording, it reminds me of the song Plowed by sponge or like something by bush like and the machine head something like that i do kind of like some of those types of songs i i mean i don't go out of my way to listen to them that often but during this scene i think it's fitting what do you think i mean i, I love a good cleaning montage but uh, this song sucks. Oh, you don't like this song. Okay. I will admit that I and I, I hate that I'm saying this is that Bush does have some listenable songs. Machine Head is good. I like it. What's the what's the slow one? Glycerine. Glycerine. I feel like That's I'm obligated to hate that song because Billy Corgan feels like they that Bush sucks. And like they they ripped them off, kinda. Yo, for the longest time, that guy was digging down Gwen Stefani, so he's cool in my book. He also cheated on her. 
which is why they broke up. Fucking idiot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Jackass. What are you doing? Fucking idiot. What are you doing? But you're right, Keen. Uh, The reason they're cleaning is for Rex Manning Day, and that's when we see the music video for Rex Manning. I forget the name of the song, but uh, this... Say No More. Is that what it is? This song sucks. And it was horrible. I don't understand why anyone would like this song. Um, Like, why not make it a better song? But the music video kind of reminded me of Robert Palmer's Addicted to Love. Might as well. Well, Did you get that vibe too? Do you Uh, think that's what they were going for? Well, when I first saw it, I got a little like. I thought of White Snake, lead singer of White Snake. I don't know if I know that Just, one. But he was dressed. Okay. Um, but as soon as while we were talking, you said addicted to love. I was like, yep. Yep. That okay. is <laughs> that makes that sense. Is spot on. Except addicted to love is like a decent song. Not not one I'm going out of my way to listen to really. But in this movie, this song really is. Oh, bad. you're not a huge Robert Palmer fan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did you think? <laughs> nah, nah. Might as well, well face Joe addicted, addicted to love. love. Dude, this guy is supposed to be Robert Palmer, I think. I mean, they Rex Manning got Robert Palmer for this. I'm sure yeah, he's up to fucking nothing. Nothing. Is that yeah. dude dead? I don't know. He might be. He probably might is. as well face it. Yo, addicted to you know love. what? That song's not very good either. Jesus Christ. That song reminds me of it's like a mix of like Huey Lewis and the news, like Power of Love. But uh, this guy died in 2003. Oh, okay. And again, except Huey Lewis and the news is way better yeah, than Robert great. Palmer. <laughs> right? I mean. Oh, he, the same guy. His other song was Simply Irresistible. irresistible. Oh, God. Yeah, Huey, Huey Lewis in the news. I mean, they got some tunes. They got some bangers. Yeah, they got some. Yeah, duh. Duh. Uh, All right, enough Robert Paul. Yeah, enough about that. Robert you guys Paul. get the idea. Uh, Liv Tyler, she gets into Harvard. I have written down, good for you. Like, this person's Way just go. goody. Two shoes, I guess. Also, just... total package. Got the looks. <laughs> got the looks. Got the Super smart. Also, like the going back to the the driving scene where she has she's kissing the record, and then Renee Zegler fucking mm-hmm. grabs it and covers her face while driving a car. Smart, real smart. Smart, smart. <laughs> um, shit. What was I gonna say about that? Fuck, I forget. Let's keep going. You might as well oh, thank you. You're addicted, addicted to love. <laughs> God. Um, Lucas, he comes back from AC and confronts the manager who is obviously pissed off. And it comes uh, out that yeah, he's $9,000 short. Yeah. I'd be pissed off too. But for some reason, the manager uh, just lets him hang around. I don't know why. It doesn't make any sit on the couch. fucking sense. And uh, I have written down. I like the the look of the guitar in the background. It's a GNL SC one. 
I don't know if anybody finds that interesting or not, but in the poster, there's this GNL guitar. GNL is the company that was founded by uh, Leo Fender, I think, Leo right? Fender after he left Fender. Yes. yes. So, okay. So I, I was right on that, and the guitar is very cool looking. Um, but, yeah. The- GNL guitars, very good. Jerry Cantrell. From Allison Chains is their primary are their primary artist. Oh, okay. There you go. Nineties band. They have a poster of Allison Chains in the on the wall there. It ends up being for sale at the end of the movie. Oh. Nice. Allison Chains. Are you I'm not a big Allison Chains fan, but they're a band that I would consider real grunge. Not yeah. uh, the stuff that came after. Lane Staley, that dude loved heroin. He died, I think, from heroin. Yeah, yeah, sucks. Yeah. Um, we get to a scene where people are listening to songs in the record store. I think I already asked you this, if you remember doing this in the record store or not. I, because th- for me, I like vividly remember doing this for uh, Third Eye Blind's self-titled album, and I was like fucking getting this cd this is a good one it's still a good one do you you don't remember doing this i know for a fact that i did do it but i don't remember like listening to like a song that's been stuck in my head or like i can remember gotcha people may not believe me but i specifically do remember listening to third eye blind borders books and music years ago during this scene though uh the song romeo and juliet juliet by dire straits is playing are you a dire straits guy um i mean i got some good songs i don't go out of my way to listen to dire straits me neither really i do like uh i want my mtv yeah with sting stings in that one i don't know if i knew that singing Singing that part part. Yeah. It's the best part of the song. Makes sense. Yeah, well, Sting, Sting's the man. <laughs> I like I like a couple Dire Straits songs. Uh, Sultan's a Swing. That's a good one, too. Great song. There you go. Um, also, during this, the bass player from That Thing You Do, his name is Mark. Um, he's being a total creep. He, like, tries to kiss a girl randomly that is... Listening to a CD or something. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, he's a fucking creep show. And then he, like, proceeds to... I think it's a Madonna mural outside the store. And he, like, kisses on her afterwards. Yeah, that was weird. It... Again, it... It just goes to show, it's like, what the fuck is happening in this movie? There's too much going on. There's too many characters... You don't really... There really isn't a plot line at this part. There is not. No, there isn't. That's a great point. It's a hangout movie that sucks. It's trying to be... It's trying to be like a John Hughes, like, breakfast club, which is what you brought up earlier. Uh, Like a breakfast club or a Ferris Bueller's Day Off or a uh, Dazed and Confused Except those actually serve a point and actually yeah, have a message at the end of the movie. This right. does nothing. 
This does nothing. nothing. It's just like a bunch of fluff. It's just like, yeah, like there's no really, there's, the there's no substance. So that, yeah, it's, he's down nine grand. That's <laughs> he's, he's down nine grand and he decided to keep the guy around so far. Yeah. And there's just a bunch of other ca characters. Just, ugh. And then, so this is where we meet Deborah. And she comes in and she's the, the outcast, I guess. She decides to yeah. shave her hair. <laughs> She's like she's like the girl's no good, bad bitch. Yeah, exactly. And uh she comes out to the cash register and for some reason doesn't get along with any of the other girls there. Like Liv Tyler and Renee Zellweger are just like yeah. giving her shit for some reason. Because like they're you know, they, she sees them as like the pretty girls. Okay. Like the good girls. That makes sense. But aren't they trying to be nice to her at the time? I mean, maybe they aren't. And then it, uh, she, like, shows them that it's like, yeah, I cut myself. And it's just, like, too over the top or something. She has, like, terrible tribal tattoos. Yeah. These characters aren't very believable or something. Am I off on that? It's just, it goes back to what you said where it's, like, they're a little watered-down version. Like, they're just, they're just playing, like... The stereotypes. Generic, yeah, yes. Stereotype generic 90s kids. Yeah. It's like there's no depth to them at all. Um, we get to a scene where the manager explains how he was going to buy Empire Records. And again, I'm asking, like, why is he still keeping Lucas around? The guy stole nine grand and he's still, like, around for some reason. Yeah. Like, this guy would have... He would have been fired on the spot in real life. In any job ever. Ever. You took <laughs> almost ten grand. You took nine grand. You took nine thousand dollars. Still employed. What is going on here? He's not even working. <laughs> He's just like just sit there. It makes no goddamn sense. And then there's a conversation um, between Lucas and the manager. And Lucas goes, the man calls all the shots. Or no, the man, I think it's the manager. The manager goes, the man calls all the shots. And then Lucas goes, damn the man. And I actually did kind of like this line. He goes, Mitchell is the man. I'm the idiot. You're the screw up. And we're all losers. And that, I thought, rang true. Because he's right. You guys are a bunch of losers and you are an idiot yeah for keeping this guy still on i think the still theme employed. yeah i think the theme of the man though is uh is a good one uh they don't really again they don't really get in depth with it but it kind of harkens back to what we were talking about with school of rock like that there's this man figure uh that oversees everything and is the the power basically and is a douchebag there's a scene where they're getting ready for <laughs> rex manning day and the song uh video killed the radio star plays this is a great song what do you think this is a great song the buggles that's who sings this song mm -hmm. first song played on mtv yep and Fitting. the presidents of the united states of america do a better 
cover of this song. I'm thinking about what you just said. I, I, I think their version is really good too. Yeah, it might be it's better. Great. It's really good. Ben Folds Five also does a cover that's really good. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really no. good. A lot of piano, obviously. Yeah, um, that's how. That's what. That's the instrument he plays. Yeah, yeah. Um. So they're still all hanging out in a record store, uh, and then we get to this part where this kid rips off a label of a CD to steal it. Have you ever done this before, Keen? Have you ever stolen a CD? Not a CD, but like I've definitely switched price tags around on stuff, so I pay less for what I'm actually buying. Really? Yeah. When it comes to I mean, CDs, no, or I, just like in general? No, I bought a cow. I bought a cowboy hat one time. Okay. That was supposed to be like a. Like an $80 cowboy hat, and I just switched the tags around so it was a $20 cowboy hat. Nice. Smart. Smart. You know, scumbag shit. <laughs> scumbag shit. Yep. Yeah, you know, scumbag Don't worry shit. about it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, the kid is ripping off these CD labels. I've never stolen a CD. I don't think I've really stolen anything in my life other than the, you know, millions of movies and music and... <laughs> Other things that I can get for free through the internet. Anyway, a corny scene really ensues here when the kid gets caught by Lucas and um, he's a, like... A right. known thief. Oh, has he been there before? No, I'm just calling Lucas the known thief. Oh, yeah, he's getting caught by a fucking known... Exactly, G- great point. And, uh... The kid is running out of the store, and the song Ready, Steady, Go plays, except it's a cover, and the cover version is pretty fucking weak, in my opinion. Whack! Yeah, it's whack! It's whack! It's a song by Generation X, uh, led by Billy Idol. Billy Idol. And the original song is really good. This song is fucking weak. Weak sauce. It's like trash bag soup. Yeah. And so they catch the kid, and for some reason the manager cares about this kid stealing, like, four CDs, but he doesn't care about Lucas stealing nine grand in cash. It makes no sense. Better get the guy with those six CDs. Yeah. It's like $20. $20. bucks. Yeah, exactly. And so they're like, all right, we got to go call the cops. Meanwhile... Uh, Renee Zellweger, she's like dressing up in the new Music Town outfits. Oh, yeah. And she like doesn't have any clothes on underneath that. And she's like, oh, let's all dance. Like, it's just like random shit. Again, it doesn't make any sense. They, but they dance to the song, uh, Thorn in My Side. Have you ever heard this song before? This. Nope. It's by a band named Quicksand. I've actually seen this band a few times, and they're actually really good. Uh, it's like a punk. They're not really grunge, but like a thrash, not thrash metal. Like a hardcore band. That's what I would say. Like a punk hardcore band. They dance this song, Thorn in My Side. Really good song. Really good band. Um... You should check them out. The kid that plays Warren, this kid sucks. That's what I also yeah. want to say. 
Is he like from Boston or something? What is this accent that he's doing? Uh, it's called piece of shit fuckface accent. Okay. That's what it sounds like to me. Fucking spiked up hair. I guess that was the style at the time. Did you ever do that? I never was. Nope. Yeah. I've been rocking I, the fade for, I think, uh, like 15 years. Okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah, the kid that plays Warren is super annoying. He might, I don't know if he's less or more likable than AJ. He might be even less likable than AJ, the guy that plays AJ. Yeah, yeah. I mean, AJ's he's a super bitch. Yeah, he's a little bitch. Warren is like annoying. He is yeah. like, uh, whenever he's on the screen, he's like doing this voice and it's just like, ugh. This kid sucks. Yeah, you said, well, you want to punch him right in the fucking yeah, face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then we get to another scene. These scenes just, like, they don't flow together. Maybe it's my fault, you know, with these notes. Or maybe there's just too many goddamn things happening in this movie. No. You know? There's nothing uh, happening in this movie. Yeah. Any fucking sense. Sense. Uh, Liv Tyler, she insists on bringing Rex his lunch because... Her plan is to get laid by Rex Manning for some reason. Yep. Um, I don't understand why she's infatuated with this weird old guy. You get any ideas? He also reminded me of Eddie Money. Yeah, except Eddie Money is like a thousand times better than this guy. Eddie, yeah, Mo Eddie Money's also dead. He is. Why'd you guys say that? <laughs> Just naming facts about Eddie Money. Do you like Eddie Money? Uh, he's got some great songs. I also think like, if you like play an Eddie Money song in any situation, it's like very funny. Really? Like, Why is work, it funny? Like, at work sometimes, you just put, like, put my speaker on and you just put on Walk on Water, like in the middle of service. Okay. If I could walk on water. Dude, Two Tickets but, to Paradise is a jam. Take me home song. tonight. Take me home tonight is a jam. Dude, shaking, shaking is a jam. That's a bad Come one. on. He's got some tunes. He's got some fucking tunes. Anyway, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't care how popular this fake guy is. Liv Tyler wanting to hook up with this old dude. I don't know. It's it's weird to me. And she obviously realizes that she made a mistake when she gets in there and the guy... He says some weird line. He's like, I hope you like blue cheese or something. And he's like, do you remember this? He like, no. He unzips his pants. He goes like, Ugh, I hope you like blue cheese. There's a meme of it out there. I, I'm like, what oh, the really? fuck? Yeah. And that's when she bails. She's like, uh, fuck this. I'm like, what am I? Yeah, uh, I'm out. What am I doing? Smart of her. Yeah. Because this guy is a creep. He yeah. seems very creepy. He seems like he's covering up his bald head with his hair. I think he might be. I think he is too. After that quick scene where she realizes she made a mistake, AJ professes his love to live Tyler. AJ really annoys me in this movie. That's what I have written down. Like, I've never... I don't have any reason to believe that AJ should be in love with Liv Tyler's character in this movie. 
because there's too many characters and we don't get to spend any time with them enough i feel like and aj right. is and like almost like, like a side no character any of us any of the fucking characters no there's not so it's like oh he's professing his love to her and it's like wait a minute where the fuck did that come from right yeah and then uh live tyler decides to take drugs for some reason and this day feels way longer than the day than a day and as i said earlier it reminds me of that scene in Wet Hot American Summer, a way better movie than this. Way smarter movie than this. Yeah, I mean, right, this, right now in the in this movie, there's still, like, not a storyline. <laughs> no punishment for stealing nine grand. Some old fucking creep shows in the record store without a manager. Again, it's trying to be, like, clerks. Then, ex- the, yeah. And then the dude that runs the record store just starts playing drums because he's he's angry. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> it's yeah, it's trying to be clerks, except clerks is way funnier and way smarter. And you get to actually spend time with the two main characters instead of like six characters where it's like, I don't give a fuck about any of these people. Right. You know? Oh, so then Renee Zellweger's character, she ends up hooking up with Rex Manning. You know, he just gets turned down by Liv Tyler, and it's like, oh, that's okay, I'll just hook up with the next girl, whatever. There's zero repercussions. Just whatever. Yeah. Okay. So she says, I can, I can guess what kind of, what, what color your underwear is. Dark blue. Yeah, yeah. And then they get freaky in the break room. Didn't yeah. love it. <sighs> Yeah, you hate to see it. <laughs> you know, you hate to see it. You hate to see it. This burnout, just hooking up. Um. Yeah, then we get to the scene where people are actually having fun by dancing in the store, even though the thing's shutting down. I mean, the people don't know that, but the manager does. Right. And the manager's like, Hey, you guys are all having fun out here? What yeah. the what the fuck? Don't do that. This fun? You think this is fun? <laughs> yeah. You think this is fun? I got a I got a guy I got an employee that stole nine grand, and I, and he's still employed. I little, yeah, I got some little fucking kids stealing CDs, and y'all want to have a good time? Yeah. Uh. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe these other people would buy some CDs. Maybe go with it. After that dancing stuff, the manager decides, you know what? The guy that stole nine grand from me, how about I beat him up? That'll do the job. Why not? So he beats him up. (laughs) Just burped. Uh, He beats him up in his office, and then AJ tries to beat up Rex Manning for hooking up with Renee Zellweger for some reason. Or maybe he was beating him up. in the movie. What's that? Her name was Gina in the movie. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I think he actually beats him up because he knows of what happened with Liv Tyler's character, maybe? Yeah, a little bit jelly. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, he definitely. Um, 
And then everybody decides to rip on Rex Manning, saying, like, oh, actually, you suck, blah, blah, blah. And he's just sort of like, all right, well. I just fucked your friend, so. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, yeah. No skin off my back. Fuck it. I don't care. I don't right. care. And he gets away unscathed. I'm a, I'm a millionaire. <laughs> yeah. I d- yeah. I, just I don't know if he's a, I don't know if he's a millionaire, I, but he definitely is very very popular artist. It seems. I mean, I mean, he makes money singing, which is not hard work. So at, yeah, yeah. But he is at this shitty record store signing old people's records. I got paid a bunch of money to be there. Maybe. And then this is when Gina tell, uh, decides to yell at Liv Tyler for taking drugs and being perfect. And this scene, again, it's just like way over the top. Just like B-level acting. Just a crappy movie, man. It's also I like, now I think at this point, it's, it's like just playing a cliche movie. Like, oh, she got a heartbreak by some, by some old dude. Now it's just like, all right, well, I'm going to become a scumbag and just take drugs. Blah, blah, yeah, blah. so she does that and she starts a going bit insane. Dramatic. Yeah. Very dramatic. Liv Tyler goes over the top, like crying hysterically. And she's like, ah, and then like runs out into the record store. And the Mark, the bass player from that thing you do, calms mm-hmm. her down. And that's when I wish this movie was that thing you do. Because uh, that movie I wish was... it was that thing you did this entire movie. Yeah, because that thing you do is a way fucking better movie than this. Yeah. Uh, then we get to this scene where Guar- uh, Mark is watching Guar. I'm guessing he's eating like a pot brownie or something. Because yeah, he's they, definitely they make it evidently clear that's a pot brownie. Yeah. Okay. So he's eating that, and he sees himself joining the band on TV. And this is a super weird scene where he sees himself being eaten by a huge puppet <laughs> on stage at the Gwar concert. What is going on in this movie? Well, Gwar concerts are pretty weird. I haven't watched a Gwar concert before. I don't know if I've even watched a full song performed. Have you? No, but I, they play Riot Fest every year, so I've seen them. For the last couple of years. Oh, so you have seen them live? Okay. Yeah, it's weird Bands, shit. Yeah. Gore plays every year. Taking Back Sunday plays every year, and Andrew WK plays every year. So I see, I see them every year. Do they have a huge puppet like that? Eat people? They have all sorts of shit. They have shit like that. They have guns that squirt out fake blood. Cool. It's insane. Cool. Oh, Mark. Throughout this movie too, he. Keeps talking about this band that he wants to make, except it's Mark yeah, with also a C. Called Mark. Yeah, yeah. It, it's super. That's a worse band name than Justin Swingline. I mean, Mark with a C is probably the worst way to spell Mark. <laughs> Mark Maron's spelled with a C, I think. You don't listen to Mark Maron though, do you? Nope. All right. You can still say that. I don't think we have any Mark fans out there with a C. Hey, if your name's Mark with a C, sorry, dude, but your name sucks. <laughs> Shout out to my Marks with a K out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, Deborah, 
who, again, is just the weird outcast girl. She has a fake funeral for some reason. Again, this completely is weird. random. I don't know why. Yeah. And Liv Tyler, she decides to ruin the moment by talking about how she misses Gina. And Gina shows up, like, out of fucking nowhere. Oh, I'm right here! Yeah, I'm there's, right here. There's no repercussions for anything in this movie. There's no depth to anything in this movie. Everything is solved instantaneously. And this movie's garbage. Sorry, Jamie. This movie <laughs> sucks. I I can't. Like, it's just not good. Because then, guess what? If the cringe factor hasn't been taken up to the nth degree yet... Here it comes. Warren shows up with a fucking gun to rob the place. Which and it's has like, no money because they're $9,000 in the wholesale. <laughs> it like, doesn't he know this? Or does yeah. he? I don't know if he knows this or not. Maybe he does. Does he say he that? He does know it. He does yeah. know it. Yeah. He does know it. Then what the fuck? Oh, so the reason. Yeah, this guy definitely is my least favorite character. He shows up with a gun, and everybody in the store, including the employees, are just sort of like fake scared. Like, dude, if I'm in a records any store and somebody shows up with a fucking gun, I'm finding the nearest exit and running out of the fucking place as fast as possible. And these people yeah. are just sort of like, oh, let's try to def Well, one of the employees, Deborah, tries to defuse the situation. But, like, they just don't seem scared enough in this instance. Yeah. As someone who has been robbed at gunpoint, it is absolutely terrifying yeah i believe it, it. one of the, it was one of the scariest moments of my entire life yeah this happened when you were working where rite aid or something or uh, yeah yeah i remember school. this i remember this happening yeah. to you you telling it me the story sucked. it's fucking yeah like that and they make like a big joke out of this and he not only does he rob the place with a gun he's shooting the gun it, it, yeah he fires off like four shots it's like, come on, man. Is there any level of believability to this movie? The answer is no. No. There's not. And it doesn't It doesn't make any sense. Like, I ain't no bitch, but, like, there was a gun in my head. I was like, you can have whatever you like. Oh, yeah. Dude. <laughs> I, take it all, man. Get, yeah. What the it's fuck? It's not my money. No. Like... Yeah, you can, have the whole, you can have the whole keys to the store, dude. I don't give a shit. Just fucking don't want to leave here alive. Yeah, and uh, so guess what though? You know this kid. I guess he's a minor. You know what he gets for robbing the place? A fucking job. It's a job. Why? This is so stupid. I've never wanted stupid. anything in my life that bad to have them walk in. Somebody goes, "You're gonna fucking employ me, dog." I guess it's it's supposed to show, I guess what they're going for is that it's supposed to show how cool it was to work in a record store. And he kind of says that. This guy doesn't seem like he's got any sort of music taste. I know that they sh they went through a CD stash at one point like it was like hardcore metal and rap and they they try to make him seem like cool guy, but the actor the character in it in and of himself 
just seems like a fucking loser to me. Yeah, I hate him. <laughs> I just hate him. And for some reason, he gets a fucking job. What is Warren's going on in this movie? Too. Yeah, Warren. Well, the, shit is that his real name? Because he calls himself Warren Beatty, who is the actor Warren Beatty. So right. I don't know if his name is actually. <sighs> he says that that's not my name. Okay. But they call him Warren right. anyway, and you they know, get him a fucking job. Right. This is stupid. Stupid movie. <laughs> oh, this is when it gets even dumber. Everybody decides to pitch in to help Lucas, who gambled away $19,000. What? I would not be helping that guy. No! Imagine us being in the band still, okay? And we had nine grand for... We're not still in the band? What's that? We're not still in the band? Oh, we are... Is the band back together? I didn't get the memo. Well, we just been on Forever Hiatus. Oh, oh, cool. All right, yeah. All right. So, you know how we're still in the band right now? Yeah, we're still in the band. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. We're Imagine we had $9,000 in our band fund, and then somebody decided to go gamble it all away. Yeah. <laughs> how I'd would you react? Yeah, person. be like, you wouldn't be like, hey, guys. The other three members go, hey, guys, uh, I let's all, all chip it. And sell it. <laughs> I would take all your shit and sell it. I wouldn't blame you because I wouldn't be the person that did that. Nobody would. Not in our band. No. Not, not that band. fucking stupid. My point is the other three members in the band, though, would not be like, hey, let's all chip in to help the guy that just gambled away nine grand and no, put his like, you better you better get your ass, ass out there and find that <laughs> fucking dog <laughs> yeah yeah man billy madison you better get yeah. the fucking money back by yourself yeah. Yeah. why am i dealing with this this is like I'm not come gonna on. Help you find it i'm the one that lost it god i played no part in your decision making of making this terrible decision Going all the way to the shittiest city in America and then losing $19,000. Yeah. And, oh, and during this scene, Lucas says he hates money. Easy for the guy that said to say that just lost fucking $19,000. Yeah. Uh, yeah, know, I hate money now. I hate money. It literally solves every problem. I can't think of one situation <laughs> where having more money in my life wouldn't have helped me. <laughs> it's a solid point, man. It's like, solid. What, what the fuck? I'd love to have some more. It's a great joke. It's like, this money can't buy happiness. You ever see anyone pissed off on a fucking jet ski? (laughs) No. You ever see anyone pissed off on a fucking helicopter? Like, dude, get fucked. Get fucked. Yeah. Yeah, I won't be depressed in my fucking nine-bedroom mansion here on the Gold Coast. Yeah. Driving on my fucking Tesla. Lead singer of Everclear says the same sort of thing, man. He's like, look, man, I've been rich and I've been poor. It's way better to be rich. It's like, what the fuck? Just, yeah, a, just a way, like, come on, man. awesome having money. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. I'm not <laughs> fucking sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what fucking tastes better than goddamn Pop-Off? Grey Goose. I mean, get Yeah. <laughs> uh... So we're coming to the end of this movie here. Uh, there's this. Thank God. Scene. He's this... not real. <laughs> <God. 
Now you're just defending all of our religious friends, fans. Great. This movie, this movie's bringing it out of me. It's bringing out yeah, the hate. Bringing out the hate. I call this these next couple scenes the "damn the man" segment because that's what they say. They're like, "Damn the man!" Let, and I guess the man is Mitchell, the owner of the record store. The co-owner. The co-owner. Yeah. Wait. Well, who's the other owner? Is it Joe? I don't think he's a co-owner at this point. I think he's just like the manager that wants to buy out the oh, place. Or maybe right. he is a ma- I don't fucking know. You might be right, dude. You might be right. Uh, I may be crazy. But it just may be a lunatic that you're looking, you're looking for. for. Hey, there we, we go. got it. We got it. How about that? Okay. So Mark, with a C, decides to throw a fundraiser Ugh. party. Because, I don't know, let's yeah. bail out our friend. Bail out our friend. Yeah. Terrible decisions. However, I do I mean, I mean, do a lot for my friends, but if my friend said, hey, man, can you help me raise $9,000? I'd be like, why? Why do you need $9,000? <laughs> oh, because I rolled the dice on the on craps because um, I'm a degenerate. <laughs> and I, lo- I lost all of it. I go, that is not my problem. <laughs> that is not something I have to worry about. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So then the song Plowed by Sponge plays. And this is the song say that I said. Yeah. <laughs> say your prayer for me. And this is when the song that I, I thought the other song sounded like. I, <laughs> I do like this song. And I like uh, 16 candles down the drain. Down the drain. Yeah. I probably listen a total of those on maybe three times a year and I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, and those are the only two However, songs I know I do, by them. I do see myself like if I was ever home alone, like just getting wasty face, just falling into a hole of YouTube videos and just listening to Plow like three or four times. <laughs> like play it again, dude. Play it again. Play it again. Check it out. Check <laughs> it out. Check it out. So during this fundraiser party, the owner Mitchell he shows up. And is told that there was no money in the bag in, when in classic businessman regalia. Yes, yeah, yeah. Suit man, agent. Um, yeah. Because earlier in the movie, I might have skipped this scene where the manager dude he put like a bunch of papers in that like little in a bank bag. Yes. Now, during that initial scene, the guy says, I'm on my way to the bank. I'm pretty fucking positive. He's like, oh, I want to run this over to the bank. And then... And mind, banks have the worst hours. Okay, so what's your point? In You don't think that he was had the time to go over there or something? Or what? Hey, like, banks was like 3 o'clock. The guy's in there early in the movie, and he comes back at night saying, like, oh, there's no money in the bag. Like, dog, you go for like 10 hours. Oh, yeah, so Mitchell shows up, and Mitchell is the one that says that. It makes yeah. no fucking sense. Because he would have already been at the bank. Right. This movie is stupid. No. You mean to tell me that guy took the the bag of fake dollar bills, got to his car, never opened it once, didn't go yeah, to didn't the bank? didn't check that shit out? And then went to the bank and looked like a fucking clown. <laughs> like, 
what the hell? And then and then he gets there and the guy told there was no money in the bag. It's like what? Shouldn't he know that by this point? Like what? Like what? Did, did she? Did he give the bag to the teller? And uh, was like, she was like, "Hey, is this a fucking joke?" <laughs> God, this is stupid. And it, it makes no goddamn again. sense. Yeah. It makes no goddamn sense. Um, during this fundraiser thing, this is where. I guess Liv Tyler's stepdad is on stage playing the song. Yeah, Old Coyote. Yeah. Sugar High. Is that the name of the song? I think that's the yeah. name of the song. Yeah. I thought it was an okay song. I don't know. And Renee Zellweger is uh, uh, actually singing in this song. Wait, is that her real singing? Yeah, it is. It was like nails on a fucking chalkboard. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of screaming. In the uh, not so great super way. Super high, extremely pitchy. Yeah. And um, it wasn't, you know, okay. it just wasn't rocking. Not rocking, just not rocking. It was just not rocking. Okay. I, I thought it was like, okay like, of a song, but I don't how know. Old, how old Coyote Shivers is like, oh, you sing this first. And she's like, what? I'm scared. Like, bitch, you're already playing on top of a uh, the roof of a building and you're scared to sing a verse. You could fall off and die. Also, this is a very piss poor attempt to uh, emulate the Beatles playing on top of Apple Records. Okay. And they also have a scene where they show the guy like picking up the bass drum and getting on there, but they don't ever show the drummer. Ever. They don't. You're right. And I hate how old Coyote. I fucking hate this guy. Uh, I had never even heard of him before tonight. Or before I every, watch this again. Yeah, every 90s guitarist movie, he's just fucking letting it rip. Yeah. What he should have said was, you're scared to sing? Didn't you just bang Rex Manning in the back? What the yeah, fuck? you just fucking get dicked down by an old man? <laughs> Way past his prime? <laughs> now you're afraid to fucking you're sing? Fucking... It's like, jeez. Just sing a little bit. What the hell? Yeah. But... It's way less weird than what you just did. <laughs> it's way less weird. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then Warren. Oh, I caught something. Oh, siren. Oh, there it there is. There it is. Yep. That's an amber lance. <sighs> so, yeah, speaking of gunshots. Anyway, uh, Warren is already out of more like cum shots. <laughs> Warren is somehow already out of jail, and he's like there Makes to be no employed. Sense. Yeah, he's got his fucking uh, name tag on. Did you ever? You never worked a job where you had to wear a name tag, did you? Technically, I did actually at Holy Angels. Holy Angels, I had to wear a name tag as a... <laughs> Say Mr. Ben? It did. I swear to God, it did. What about it, though? I was just wondering. I mean, you did too, right? I had to wear a name tag that Drew at multiple convenience stores that I worked at. And then I guess uh, at some restaurants, my chef coat said my name on it. Gotcha. So his says Warren on it, though, right? Which is arguably not his name. Okay, yeah. But yeah, he's, uh, I guess he's picking up his first shift already 
in the 12 o'clock hour of the night somehow for whatever reason fucking stupid he's just there hey i'm back out of jail already from out of space yeah and then uh you know we get we get to a scene where we're on top of the roof of the record store and Liv Tyler, all out of nowhere, decides she loves AJ, even though she was ready to bang Rex Manning, like, yeah, just got two hours ago. To her bedroom clothes for Rex Manning, and now she's professing her love to someone love else. To, yeah, it makes complete sense, right? I mean... Oh, this whole movie makes total sense. Yeah. They, they're both... AJ and her are now both going to school in Boston... You know, one's going to art school, the other's going to Harvard, and uh, right. yeah, he, he's gonna, you know, they're gonna be a couple, I guess, in Boston. Also, and, uh, tip in life: don't ever do this. <laughs> uh, it won't work out. I promise you. Yeah, I was gonna say this relationship is not gonna last. I nope. guarantee it. Yep. Uh. Till I hear it from you plays again, at least. Another, yeah, so, another, the only upside of this scene oh, is uh, Jim Bosom's come back in. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, everybody just starts dancing on the roof. And then the movie just sort of ends. And then it just ends mm -hmm. out of nowhere. How? And then <laughs> it's like, all right, here we go. Uh, I guess the guy figured out how to get the record store to stay as is like he gave the mitchell dude like a bucket yeah, of mitchell cash says like, he was like he's like you like it here i hate it I'll yeah sell it i'll say i'll cheap. tell you for and cheap just hands him a bucket of money it's like which, oh okay yeah i guess that no, makes sense i highly doubt that in that fucking pretzel jar of goddamn money that was nine thousand dollars yeah it <laughs> fucking stupid also, like you're already dying down nine thousand dollars, and like he's gonna sell you a business for nine thousand dollars. No, it's nineteen ninety five record store was making nine thousand dollars a day. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, nine thousand nine grand ain't cutting it, dude. Yeah. Hold on. Say a prayer for Say me. Say a prayer for me. Um, for me, for me. But yeah, that's the end of the movie. There's a little thing after the or like during the credits where it's just uh Mark and the other dude one of the other dudes and they're talking about Henry Rollins being a pussy somehow. And I'm like, what? You're going to call Henry did, Rollins a pussy? I did not stick around long enough for that to happen, but I don't know why anyone would ever call Henry Rollins a pussy. Yeah, I guess unless you want to get your ass beat. Yeah, you want to get your fucking <laughs> like, face fucking, matched yeah. in, I'd say that. Yeah. yeah, like, what are you talking it's like about? calling Gigi Allen a pussy. Why the fuck would you do that? Like, dude, stupid. Stupid. Kind of like this movie. It was bad. It was really yeah. bad. However, yeah, that's the end of the movie. That's all I want to say about it. I, I think we did enough. <laughs> I think we did enough. I don't have too many I, questions about it. It's just I have one. We went into it early 
We have to do top five '90s songs. Top five '90s songs. Oh, yeah. now you're putting me on the spot, dude. This is tough. This is top. This is tough as shit. All right, do you, you have it. Most... I, I like. No. I love this question. I'm not gonna look it up at all. I'm gonna go or well, hold on. Do we do? You're like doing personal, your top, yeah, personal top five. Or are we doing like top five ninety songs that are actually bangers that also kind of suck? That would be tough. I don't because know like how to you, do that. Like, like how you're I, a god. Like you're a god by uh, you're Horizon. A god. <laughs> that song, uh, Counting Cars, played in this movie too by Dishwala. Dishwala. I think, yeah. I think it did. Uh, yeah, like, let's see about song. Like, that's gonna be too tough. You're a god. That's a hilarious song. Okay, uh, I see what you're saying. I do see what you're saying. Let's just name some. Um, and also, I, Vertical Horizon. Oh, again. I was Everything gonna name it. Wants. Yeah. He never thing you want. You. Yo, keep in mind, I used to. I learned that song on guitar, acoustic guitar, specifically to just fucking get the panties wet. <laughs> Amanda loves that song, and she loves the end where the lyrics change. I am everything you want. I'm everything you need. Oh, this is post-grunge for sure. Like these types of like soft rock type songs. Oh, yeah. Um, I think Gin Blossoms are probably the kings of that stuff because that stuff I genuinely enjoy listening to whereas vertical horizon is just what's that so people love hey oh yeah hey jealousy i mean i'd rather listen to some of their other songs but hey jealousy is still really good um fuck i mean like another fastball the way yeah the way and then fucking Jacob Dylan with uh Oh yeah, that's one. Come on, Cinderella. Get us up. Yeah, that's one. Oh, here's a good one. Oh, this one kind of doesn't count because it's 2000, but I'm going to throw it in anyway. This is the story of a girl. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> Same and then, sort I know of deal. that you're a huge fan of this film, but Eve Six slides right uh, in this category. Eve Six. That's a band that deserves more cred. God damn it. No, they're not that good. Oh, my. You just don't get it. You just don't get it. No, I do get it. No, I do get you it. don't. This, that band is, that band is great. Everclear, also right in here. Oh yeah, Everclear is definitely in there. Also, Spin Doctors. I would definitely go see Everclear in concert for sure. Oh fuck yeah, dude! Spin Doctors, uh, Two Princes, arguably one of the greatest snare sounds in rock and roll history. Really? I haven't even thought of that. That's a good. uh, Okay, I'll have to listen to it again. I can't even listen to that song. I I will lose focus on the lyrics and the guitar part over the sound of that snare drum. Wow. Okay. I'm going to have to re-listen to that one and look out for that. That's a good, uh, 
Yeah, that's that's interesting. It's like literally in the drumming world, like known as one of the greatest snare sounds. Really? Recording. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Stroke um, nine, little black backpack. Little black <laughs> backpack. Yep. Yeah, that's one. Um, I want to talk about it. I say what. <laughs> yeah. I think the listeners get the genre we're going we're for. Yeah. yeah. We, like we, straight we up 90s. Yeah. I went to a, I've gone to it a couple times. They did it a couple times where at Xfinity Live in Philly, they had these 90s festivals. Fastball was supposed to play at one of them, but they didn't end up coming. But it was uh, Gin Blossoms headlined. Okay, Stroke Nine and uh, Nine Days opened for Gin Blossoms. They sing "Story of a Girl." The (laughs) it's them. Uh, You know what song also goes? What STS Nine may not be the rest. But I'm here right now. I don't know if now. I knew that one or not. Oh, SR71. Oh, yeah, yeah, SR71. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know them. Same sort of thing. They're more yeah. pop. They're more punk. Pop yeah. Um, But then, so Sugar Ray came one time. I. Graph, baby. Yo, I fucking. I love Sugar Ray. Now they're. Okay, listen to this line. Scooby Doo movie. Were they? Okay. Yeah. So I went to this 90s thing again, and this was the lineup, okay? Eve Six. Uncle Cracker. (laughs) I knew you were going to say Uncle Cracker. I'm not a big, I'm not an Uncle Cracker fan, but he was was a DJ for Kid Rock for the longest time. I think I did hear that. Yeah. Okay, here are the last two. Better than Ezra and oh. Sugar Ray. Good. Ezra, they have that one really good song. Down? What's it called? That's 311. I know that song's my favorite. What's the Better Than Ezra song that's really Better good? Better Than Ezra, we actually covered the song Good, but. Good. Go- yeah, it's a good song. There's I a, like uh, really song, right? Desperately Wanting more Desperately than... Desperately Wanting. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a, a song. Yeah, that's a better song. I think this movie uh, could have probably used some more better songs. They really hammered home the Gin Blossoms uh, till I hear it from you. Right. I feel like they could have picked a they, couple yeah, more. They, they could have painted some better songs that painted the picture of the of mid-90s. For sure. Um instead they did like they threw in some covers and then they did like a couple other 90s songs that were originals but but yeah i like that question i feel like we covered the entire genre (laughs) yeah what we said yeah pretty widespread there yeah yeah does the music make the movie or does the movie make the music though uh, the music makes the movie because it, I mean, they, they had a shitty song selection, but it was definitely mid nineties for sure. I agree with you. The movie itself 
is all based off of the music, I feel like. Yeah. And there'd really be like zero redeeming qualities of this movie if it if wasn't it was not for, for the music. music. Yeah. Cause when I wake up, some dream I made up. Fucking sponge, sponge. Terrible band God. name. Band it's sucks. pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Um. Yeah. And uh, let's get to the last question. I guess. Uh. What is your final grade? I'll never watch this movie again. I'm going to give it an F sharp. Oh, boy. This was not a good oh movie. Oh, boy. F it was not sharp. Good. I'll never watch it again. And I won't, I won't advise people to watch it. It's really bad. Unless you got an hour and a half that you couldn't possibly think of anything else to do. Um, you can watch this movie, but uh, like I, clean your clean your house instead, or something. It's just like I'm just wondering why I would even go a grade higher than you, and I I don't think I can. I'm gonna give it an F sharp as well, and the sharp is thought, only because like, of the of uh, till I hear it from you. Yeah, it's from you. I was like, I didn't know anything about this movie. But I was like, oh, Empire Records. It's probably a good movie. You know, that's a that's a term that's flown around a lot. This Empire in in the, in the music yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. I was like, and I go, Ben usually has a pretty good taste in movies. <laughs> and then you just send me this absolute fucking stinker. Oh, <laughs> like Sorry. we don't always, we don't we don't always agree. You had, you had some text messages today that were like, yo, this movie sucks. I go, all right, man. Well, I'll wait till I watch it. And uh, yeah, man, I uh, haven't <laughs> used this term in a long time since yet since, since reviewing yesterday. But this movie is a diarrhea milkshake. <laughs> oh no! It sucks. No. Well, this might be the worst movie we've it, done, it, other than yesterday. This movie, I'd rather I'd rather watch yesterday than this movie. I also thought, hey, we took a week off. Ben's coming back with a heater. Nope. I wanted to change it up a little bit. It was a recommendation. And I thought, oh, a record store type movie. We'll have some different uh, some different beats in terms of what to talk about. I feel like it was a lot about the guy being a dipshit gambling away his money <laughs> but <Not> his money <laughs> it wasn't even his money you're right yeah not his money fucking idiot uh but yeah here we are next week i don't know what we're going to talk about again uh, we'll see what happens uh i hope you enjoyed this episode even though we kind of shat on this movie and if you sorry, like this, Jamie. Not sorry. If you like this movie, let us know let us, why. Yeah. Email us or hit us on Instagram of why you think this movie's good. Because it's not good. Instagram, Facebook, Music Movies Pod. Twitter. Dot com, Music Movies Podcast.com. 
I mean, there's so many fans out there that listen to us. Get in touch. Come on. Let, let us know what you think of this movie. Yeah, especially if you like it, because I, I don't know, know man. Yeah. It's just very flat. For the record, I don't know that Jamie really said that she necessarily liked the movie or not. I don't know that she's watched it in a while. She just threw it out as a recommendation as one to watch. So, for or as one for the pod. She's a loyal fan. She listens to all the episodes. So there we go. Um Yeah, that's all I got. Have a good night. <laughs> I got I got hold on. Okay. Thanks. Thank you. Ben, thanks for having me. I love yeah. being a part of this. Hopefully I'll see you next week. I want to do a quick shout out to a music movies podcast super fan, not Kevin. Uh, my friend Nick got married on Friday. Nick and Maggie have been together forever. They're the best. Congrats. Just got locked it down. Congrats to them. Um, other than that, let's see what happens to the world this week, Ben. Well, when this pod is released, it'll be Thursday. So yep, it'll be... I don't know. Election might still be going on by then. That's helpful. Uh, <laughs> or the world will just be exploded, hopefully, and we'll all ben, be gone. Ben, you got uh, a little teaser for anyone next week? You know what you're doing? Movie-wise? I already yeah. said. I don't know. I don't know. You got any? You got any ideas? Why don't you hit I'm me with the, some? I'm not the host of the show. Oh, Jesus Christ. Help, help me help you. Jerry Maguire. We gotta do it. We have to. We have to do a good movie. Kevin Harbrick's got one super Ooh, fan that super he wants fan. to do. Okay, so if right. if I can get him on next week, maybe we'll do it. All right, he is available. Yeah, yeah, we'll do it. It's a solid movie too. Okay. Ooh, I like that. All right. Take care, everybody. Good night. <laughs>